0: hello 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 okay so we're doing what i am calling a glamorous trash giveaway We have some really awesome new sponsors on the podcast, and they have a bunch of products that they sent me that I'm loving. So we're going to give some product away to some cookies. So this month is a writer's pack. It's something to get the creative juices flowing for all our fellow writers and creatives out there. There's a bunch of brands featured in the Glamorous Trash giveaway writer's pack. Paquetto, Gear, Yield, Natalie's Juice, you know, to just get the juices flowing with some actual juice. There is over $290 worth of product in our giveaway. The giveaway starts April 3rd. It runs through May 2nd. And all you have to do to enter is you're going to click the link in our show notes for the giveaway. You click it and there's a bunch of ways you can enter. It's very, very easy. It's on my website and it's also linked in our show notes and just click it and you enter to win this, this writer's pack. So I'm going to do some more of these, hopefully, if this one is fun, and just start giving some shit away. Welcome to Celebrity Book Club. This is a podcast that recaps and celebrates female celebrity memoirs. I'm your host Chelsea DeVantes. I'm a TV writer, comedian, and filmmaker, and sometimes I'm in stuff too. And this week we are book clubbing Michelle Obama's second memoir published in 2022. This book is titled The Light We Carry: Overcoming in Uncertain Times. This book truly feels like uh Michelle gave us her first memoir and then she reached back out and gave us a hug. She said, "You know, shit is crazy. I'm going to give you another book." And uh, she basically offers what she calls her toolbox of like how to get through things. So we're going to dive into all of that today. Yeah, I call it a a toolkit. I mean, I think I'm like everybody over the last few years. We have been struggling, Um, you know, economic uncertainty, a pandemic, isolation, uh, injustice. It's kind of left us all feeling out of sorts. And so I get a lot of questions from people. It's like, how do I cope? And given my motto, when they go low, we go high, a lot of people these days have been struggling to figure out how to stay high when it feels like the world is in a low place. And so this book is my best attempt at offering people at least uh, a look into my toolbox the practices and habits, the people um, who keep me balanced. Now, we previously covered Michelle's first memoir, Becoming, on the podcast. Now we are diving into the second one today. So if you wanted to hear the first one, go look for it. And we have a guest who I am so so excited for! She is an educator, television personality, speaker, activist, and you might recognize her as the star of The Bachelorette season 18. It is another Michelle in the house. It's Michelle Young. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being here. This one hit home. I know this was. You know, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a super fan of The Bachelor. I am a huge fan of yours. I'm so happy to have you on. And as I was reading this book, I was thinking a lot about your journeys. Your journey that I feel like I am a part of.
1: Oh, I love that. You've watched, like, you're a super fan, so you've watched since, like, day one. I definitely saw probably, like, season four and on. I think I was, okay. like, a
0: little too young to meet the earlier seasons. Do, have you seen every season?
1: No, I don't even yeah. know. You don't even go back, yeah. Once you go through it and once you live behind the scenes, you definitely process it a little bit differently when you sit and watch it on screen. It's, it's hard.
0: I bet. And also you can see like the editing and, and some of the, like, you know, uh, you
1: know too much,
0: (laughs) you know, too much, you know, too much. I will say, I think I became a a super fan because I started with Jillian's season and for bachelor standards, she was like a very quirky, like not your normal girl. And I think it, it like forever gave me the wrong idea of the franchise to to say that I was like, oh, it's like where women are themselves and they're fun and cool. She was like out of the
1: box for them. And I thought that was like the whole franchise. Back when they were filming in the earlier seasons, it was like it was shown what was taking place and the connections and how they progressed. Whereas now we have like all this other chaos that's happening Nobody knows what's going on 24 seven. And if like things are going too well, I was constantly like, shit, like someone's throwing a wrench in something. Like if there's a calm, Ugh. that means that there's a storm two seconds later. What an anxiety
0: inducing uh, mind frame to be in as you're finding love, you know, like where the moment you feel good, you're like, what's happening next? Like
1: that's intense. It really it really is kind of intense and I had to go into it even like on Matt's season just very lighthearted. Yeah. Just because every time we walked into a rose ceremony, you'd be in interviews being prepped by producers and they would ask you, Well, what do you like everybody seems to be back on the right track and I'm like Yeah, we are, which means that something's going to (laughs) happen. So it's like they would set you up to say, oh, yeah, well, I hope there's just no drama tonight. It's like we're on The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. There's always going to be drama. So it's you kind of just went in prepared for it. And if you didn't, then you might've gotten caught off guard, but I was just like, ah, you knew, you knew what was up. That's it. There
0: we go. Yeah. You knew it was coming. It was like, okay, whatever. (laughs) That's such a good attitude to have. Okay. So I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this book. Um, First question is what made you choose this book of all the books to begin with?
1: Honestly, just really being able to watch somebody who was in the public eye with just Michelle and Barack as they navigated through what they went through, but on such a high level and maintaining this genuine nature and authenticity, and never really um, never really like shying away from that. And that's always something that I was very connected to. Also, as I kind of went through teaching, as I went through COVID and hitting, going through the change of presidency was something that really hit home for me. Um, yeah. And especially the students, I was teaching in inner city schools. And so the changeover from when it went from Brock and Michelle to Trump, like, that heavy, heavy weight that you felt, your students felt it too, especially Ugh. the classroom that I was in. And when you are seeing children and they know what that means and they come in fearful and they're coming in looking to you for advice or comfort or just wanting to look into your eyes and see, like, are we safe or is everything okay? Yeah. Um, that right there really just hit home for me and it was something that I've always held on to. and And so when she came out with this book, it's like, yeah, this is the one that I want to look into.
0: I love that. Yeah, it definitely for me, it felt like um, like almost like an extended q and a from the becoming tour. So it's like, when she took becoming on tour, she was doing a lot of, like, these talkbacks with the audience and like how to live life and like how to push through things. And it feels like that is what inspired because it's not a lot of personal stories. and the personal stories. She also touched a lot on in her first memoir. It felt really like what she says, where it's like, it's really like tools she wants to give over to women um, because she she knows how bad things are. Like, she's just sort of
1: like, oh, hello, it's
0: 2022.
1: It's things are bad. Here's my thoughts. It's, I feel like she doesn't graze over things. Like she speaks about them. She doesn't sugarcoat it, but then you also are seeing her you know, in the book, we'll talk about just how she's going through these really difficult times, but she's doing pushups on Ellen DeGeneres and she's yeah. dancing and rapping and all these other things. And it just, it, it's easier to connect to that when it's like somebody who is, oh my goodness, it gets it, feels the pain, has the empathy to feel the pain and is also still navigating through all of it with like having fun, yeah. <laughs> protecting your energy and having fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, let's start by reading uh, a little bit on page seven. She says, I have been thinking a lot about these things, about what we carry and what keeps us upright in the face of uncertainty and how we locate and lean on our tools, especially during times of chaos. I've been thinking too, about what it means to be different. I'm struck by how many of us wrestle with feeling different and by how central our perceptions of differences continue to be in our broader conversations about what sort of world we want to live in, who we trust, who we elevate and who we leave behind. And later she says on the same page, as a result, as a matter of survival, you really learn as my family did to be watchful. You figure out how to guard your energy to count every step. But at the heart of this lies a head spinning paradox. Being different conditions you toward cautiousness, even as it demands that you be bold. Mm -hmm. I loved I was maybe my favorite sentence in the whole book.
1: It just so powerful.
0: Yeah, like you have to be more cautious. And I, I'm i sure in your position, you feel the same thing. There's just so much like energy coming at you. You have to be so much more cautious. And yet the demands that you be bold exist at the same time. And how do you, like, how do you do both at the same time? And then Michelle's like, yes, I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Like, like Exactly, I'll teach you. And it's just, it's such a balancing game. And yeah. I, I, I believe truly that there are gonna be a lot of people majority of people who aren't able to find that balance. Yeah. I think we're really struggling right now. Right. And, and especially now, but how do you lead with your heart and have empathy and you're constantly, I'm a, I'm a huge empath. Like if there is a negative energy in the room, I will absorb it. Like I feel it. And I feel like I sense that you're somewhat similar to just really like connecting with people. Right. And it's how do you be like, conscious of all of those other energies that are in the room, but then also be able to be like, okay, I can't, I can't absorb this right now, but then not be robotic.
0: Yeah. And stay open, which is another thing she tells you to do in the book. I mean, I, I, I intensely struggle with this. I have in no way have it figured out. Like there's times where I'm like, what am I doing? Putting myself out there. All the feedback is sometimes too tough. And there's other times where I'm like, keep going. Like, you know, your core, but like, it is I go back and forth all the time. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, what have I, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? I'm like, I want to how stay in you, bed.
1: How do you deal with, like, the balance of when you're committing a lot of the times, I know that people joke about, like, it's part of your therapy. Sometimes getting through a difficult situation is being able to joke about it. But how yeah. do you balance the fact of like that same balance that Michelle talks about of you're joking about it, but also making sure that you're taking time off stage or whenever you're not writing, whenever you, whatever you're doing in your life so that you are processing it so that it's actually still not hurting you.
0: I will say I can't really pull off a joke about stuff. I'm really, I'm still processing. So I, 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 it's like flipped for me where I'm like, I'm doing my work. I'm doing my journals, (laughs) I'm going to my therapist, you know, or I'm talking about it seriously on this podcast and then I can go and like really, I feel like I can like finally like make the final dunk is me joking about it. You know what I mean? But like, I've tried to take things on stage that I was still processing and like, it's already painful to like whiff on stage, but when you're doing it while talking about something so painful for
1: you and you eat it, it's really hard to get back up. (laughs) I, I mean, can't even, <laughs> can't even imagine. Honestly, I don't think I could ever do what you do. I really totally don't think could. I could. Oh my gosh.
0: No, listen, I feel like I, again, I'm your close and personal friend. I'm on your journey with you, and you totally could. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting what she's talking about because Michelle, you can tell in the book, like really, and in the first book, she really didn't want this life of like being out in the public eye. She didn't want to be in Washington. She didn't want to be in politics. And yet, that phase of their life is over and she is still putting herself out there. And you can see she's also enjoying it and like finding strength in it. So I found that to be like very interesting. Now, Uh here's my big question for you because, and here's maybe where we're gonna disagree. So I was like, ooh, what a lovely book. Then the first chapter, I said, tell me this is not a chapter about knitting.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) It definitely was
0: a full chapter about knitting. And I was like, I don't,
1: no ma'am. (laughs) okay you're gonna laugh at me because I mean I used to be a reluctant reader okay that's what you call it in teaching and so we we were forced to read so much in elementary school that I got burned out and I used to hate reading I'm just getting back into it this last year and so when I went into this I'm like I get excited about books I have to talk about books like I'm excited when I was teaching and I start reading it and I'm like oh, shit, like I'm going to have to switch over to the audio book. We're talking yeah. about knitting. I had the same exact thing, and okay, I'm like, okay, good. this is going to be some type of metaphor. So I actually read the first chapter out of the physical book, and then I'm like, no, we got to go back. I put started playing the audio book, and I was able yes. to listen to it. That's a great technique, by the way.
0: For anyone listening, when you hit a book, you're like, I can't do this. Yeah. Go to
1: audio and then come back. Exactly. So that's what I did, and then I was able to – it was just – it sank in a little bit more, but yeah. I had the exact same reaction okay, of, good. oh, like, this is going to be a minute. This, this is going to be a long, how long is this book? 500, I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah. I was like, you know, knitting as a hobby, everything she says,
0: like, I'm all for it. I get it. I don't want to read about it. I do not want to read about it. There's another memoir we read this year that had a whole chapter on making bread. And it, and it was literally just like, here's how you make bread. And I said, no, ma'am. <laughs>
1: No, (laughs) I, I feel like I, in that part, I did slow down to really think about what she was saying with the whole concept of just COVID and slowing down. And just as she was starting to talk about that. And for me, I'm a fast paced girl. I don't know about you. Me too. I I do so well with like upbeat, fast pedal to the metal, book my schedule, like let's work seven days a week. And I I feel like I thrive off of that and then I feel like when I slow down is when I get anxiety and I overthink and that's not healthy and we used to have summers off and so at the beginning you're like exhausted and you try to force yourself to slow down and then I would start to overthink and I'd be like miserable anxious rethinking my whole life what am I doing yeah, yeah. and so I'm like this sounds terrible like is she really telling me that I'm like what, what hobby do I need to pick up I start I'm like ceramics <laughs> Did you start knitting? no I didn't start I didn't start knitting but I'm like maybe I need to try pottery. Maybe I need to try something with my hands. I took it to heart, but no, we (laughs) we didn't. What's
0: so funny is that the chapters like slow down and you're like, all right, we're getting a new hobby. I'm bringing a pottery class in here. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm (laughs) I'm invested. Chapter one, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well, the book then I felt like it came around for me when she has a chapter called decoding fear. And so in the fear chapter, I want to read a little piece of it. Had the uncertainties made us anxious, did the newness create discomfort? Sure, many times. And yet, hadn't we proven ourselves more competent, more adaptable each step of the way? We had. We were actually quite practiced at it now. That's what finally brought me around. It's strange to think I could have altered the course of history with my fear. Because in that moment, she's talking about she doesn't want Barack to run for president.
1: Correct. And she had, she had the decision on her. Like, I guess I wasn't surprised. Were you surprised that he literally said, if you don't want to, if you don't want me to do this, I won't do it.
0: You know, it almost feels like one of those decisions where like, like you can say no within this partnership, but then you're going to be dealing with something else in your relationship. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, Hey, we don't have to do that. Yeah. Like we don't have to do this if you don't want to, but like, are you going to take my Lifelong dream and
1: purpose See, away. I feel like okay, but maybe this is because I I f we, we've had time to like get to know Barack and this yeah. family. I feel like when he says those things, he truly they already she already talked about their partnership so much that yeah. when he was saying it, he he genuinely wouldn't hold it against her because it was a family decision. Like it is altering the entire family life. It's not like I mean, it's a job, right? But it's not like, hey, CEO of a company. It's like CEO of the world. Good luck. Like, this is you know. You know, I think I really want what you said
0: to be true. but There's a part of me, and maybe it's just because I'm bringing my own bias to it. But, like, if I went to my husband and I was like, hey, my my dream is to, like, write and shoot my own film. And they, lo and behold, they just told me I should. I've had no experience at it. But everyone in Hollywood was like, hey, you kid, you're ready can we go do it? I want our family to be okay. And he said, no, I I just... It's, I, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, because also I do think Michelle had to live with a lot of resentment. She did say yes. And in becoming, and I think a little bit in this book, she talks about how she's like left alone a lot. Like he's gone for days at a time when Mm -hmm. she really wanted a true partnership to raise a family. I think that's such a good point. I just, I wonder what would have happened if they had said no. And I do love that she said, she said like, what if I'd altered the course of history with my fear? Like, that's pretty wild to me too. Like what if we never had
1: to my core? (laughs)
0: Yeah, it makes you be like, oh, next time I'm afraid I'm gonna think of this. Like, am I altering the course of history right, with my fear?
1: Does it make it better or worse? Because for me, I think it gave me anxiety. I was like, Shit, yeah, if I don't make the right decision, I could f up my whole life. Like, yes, that's what that I was is. Thinking. It's I was like powerful. Oh crap! Yes.
0: That was just a little bonus teaser of the full episode. Are you mad? Are you mad at us? And you're like, why isn't this a full episode? I get it. If you love the podcast, become a member of our Patreon. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash Chelsea or just click the link in the show notes. When you become a member of the Patreon, you get one extra episode a month. It means a lot to us, and it's the reason why we can keep doing great books. Oh, I have to tell you, we have our next podcast live show on the books, on the calendar. It's May 10th. It's in Los Angeles, but you can also buy a streaming ticket and you can watch it online for up to 24 hours after the live show. Uh, You just have to buy your ticket beforehand. At the live show, we have the Celebrity Book Club Drinking Bingo, I'm very excited for this one. Uh, We're really gonna run the game this time. We have some incredible drag queens, some hilarious stand-up comedians. The last show was so dreamy, I, I have high expectations for this one. So get your ticket. It's in the show notes or go to my Instagram at Chelsea DeVantez. The link is in there. May 10th. We'll see you there. And thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you for another episode if you go to the Patreon.